Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. I want to preach for a few moments from the subject, you have not passed this way heretofore. You have not passed this way heretofore. God, I thank you for the reading of your word and I thank you for your many blessings that you've always bestowed upon us. I ask you to hide my flesh behind the cross of Calvary. Give me the tongue of the learned to teach your people, God, all the things, uh, the richness of your word, God, and the depth of your understanding and wisdom that you can download to just mere man made of dust so that we can comprehend just a minute part of who you really are and your heart's true intentions. My God, we welcome you not only in this building but on our live stream this morning. Holy Ghost, have your way. Set us ablaze with the fire of the Holy Ghost this morning. One thing is for sure, God, I don't want a new normal. I want a new thing. But we haven't passed this way heretofore. That means, God, you're getting ready to do something that we've never seen before. You want to do things that you've never done before in your people, God. And, and you're tired of the same old stale bread that's been baking in your church. And you're looking for fresh bread in the house of God. No more eating crumbs from underneath the master's table. You call us to eat the full loaf of your word. Deliver us from a baby mentality. Deliver us from carnality, God. We not only repent of our sins, but we repent of the sins of our fathers and the ecclesia and this nation. Father, we know your blessings won't ride in on the wings of, of, of anything other than purity and holiness. Ah, my God, I thank you that you've given us another opportunity to get it right. Stay your hand, Father, for a little longer. Don't judge us just yet. Give us another chance, God. Give our families another chance. Those who don't know you, God, give them another chance. And my God, those who feel like that they can never get close to you, give them another chance. Those that woke up this morning, God, so depressed that they wanted to take their life, God, give them another chance. Those who have given up hope and those that woke up cold this morning under a bridge, God, that don't know you, Lord, and can't understand why things keep falling apart in their lives, God, give them another chance. <laughs> Maybe weep for the lost God and weep for those who don't know you, Jesus, that you break our hearts for what break yours. Thank you. Break our hearts, Lord. We've gotten too comfortable with the programs of man, and now we got to get on the program of God. Where there is no man-made agendas because your presence will not be on ox carts on the backs of man-made programs and man-made agendas. But your, 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 your presence is only going to ride in on the backs of your people. Help us, Jesus. We know that there is a revealing coming. God, that we've been in this church prophesying that there is a stripping coming. The people are going to be exposed for who they really are. They've been hiding behind the mask. They've been masquerading, God, more so than wearing masks today, God. But you're getting ready to strip the coats off of evil people. No longer can they hide behind their money. But, oh, God, you're already showing us with our own eyes, and you're showing us and revealing to us that you are God and no man can stop what you're about to do. This is much bigger than man. Lord, as we get into your word today, I pray your word would get into us. Set me afire, Lord, with the Holy Spirit as I teach your word today. God, you know, God, you know, I'm always nervous when I teach your word. 
Because I always want to give the word that I feel is for your people. I never take it lightly, God, the, the opportunity that you have given me, Lord, to stand before your bride. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I ask for your presence to engulf this place in our live stream this morning, God, that your presence is palpable. And I ask you to dispatch and release your war and fire branding angels right now in this church and around this region. Open our eyes so that we can see that those that are with us are more than those that are with the enemy. That you're giving us a turnaround this morning. In Jesus' name. Saints of God said, amen. These are interesting times that we live in. Back in October of 2020, during the Civic, the Civic Sundays, I made this statement. I said, elections have consequences. In the past few weeks, we're seeing those consequences right before our very eyes. By the stroke of a pen and the canceling of the Keystone Pipeline, we see thousands of people lose their jobs, and, and if you haven't noticed, gas prices are beginning to creep up. But brace yourself. We're going to go back to being slaves to foreign oil prices. By the stroke of a pen, our tax dollars now are not only used for the killing of the unborn in America, now we're funding abortions around the world. Do you see what's going on, saints of God? Have you clearly opened your eyes yet? You know, I stand flat-footed to give you the truth because that's the only thing that's going to set us free today. The way was paved for our daughters to share bathrooms and locker rooms with biological men. I also mentioned last week of what's happening in female sports. There are more black people suffering from diabetes than any other people group, but by the stroke of a pen, Insulin, along with the EpiPen, prices now have doubled. Organizations that used to help people with opioid addictions lost all of their funding. Do you see what's going on in America, saints? Are your eyes really open? Brace yourself for higher taxes, more unemployment, and higher, higher interest rates. But none of these things should surprise this church because I was well-versed in telling you what was going to happen. So this is not a surprise for us, is it, saints? If it is, you weren't listening last, last year. This is not the time to put our heads in the sand and hope things get better. God is calling his ecclesia to stand up in this hour because none of this should be a surprise to the saints of God. The reason I brought all of that up just to, to, to start us off right is because we must understand before there can be a great awakening of morality, there must first be a rude awakening of carnality. All of us are praying for the great awakening, but God is saying before I can bring the great awakening, I want you to see just how carnal people are, and especially my church. You must understand that judgment comes on the house of God first. He's going to strip the coats off of us. There must be a Holy Ghost shaking prior to a supernatural sifting. Listen to this. This is how he said it to me. He said, there must be a Holy Ghost shaking prior to supernatural sifting and prophetic shifting. Hunger and thirst precede being filled. Are you hungry for more of God this morning? That's not a rhetorical question. Are you hungry for more of God this morning? 
Are you hungry to see him move like never before? Are you thirsty for more than just coming to church and watching live stream? Are you concerned about the lost and the broken and the unborn and the hopeless? Do your heart really break when you're praying for those who don't know Jesus? Do you weep for the homosexual community? Do you weep for those who really don't know God? Do you weep for your family members that's addicted to drugs? Until we break our hearts for what breaks his heart, we are not ready for the movement of the Lord. Nothing holds a person back more than seeing themselves as a victim. My God. See, the reason being is a victim is not responsible for their situation, and they're full of excuses and reasons to justify their bad behavior. My God, last Sunday, I said we were not called to fit in. We were called to stand out. We are living in that day right now. Now is the time for the, the bride of Christ to stand up for what's right. I don't care about political parties or personalities. I don't care who's in Washington. What I care about is who's sitting on the throne. And the last time I checked, he had all power in his hands in heaven and on the earth. And he can do anything but fail. Last time I checked, he sits on the circle of the earth and he rules in the kingdom of men. Last time I checked, Acts chapter 13, verse 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Listen to this, saints. The Holy Ghost said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I call them. There is a separation that must take place today. He said, Separate unto me. God is speaking of his remnant church to separate unto me. That we have to come out from among them and be ye separate saints of God. We can't win the world looking like the world, acting like the world, talking like the world. We can't win the world being unbelieving believers. See, we become more attractive to the world when we stand in holiness and righteousness. Why? Because we don't look like them and we provide an avenue for them to see something that they haven't ever experienced before. That's why it's so vitally important that you're full of the Holy Ghost because you might be the only Jesus somebody gets to see. Am I talking to the right church this morning? God wants to show us what's about to spring forth in this nation. See, the reason I read all of that is because God's blessing is not contingent on what Washington does. See, I'm not, I'm not sad about any of that. Why? Because I remember reading in the book of, of uh, Exodus when they put the blood on the doorposts and the lintels of the house, the Bible said in Goshen, when darkness came, there was no darkness in Goshen. But Egypt was full of darkness. What I'm saying, saints of God, is just because the world is experiencing things that we, we, don't, we won't be experiencing. As, you, as long as you remain a remnant. The Bible said in Goshen, they were able to move around. Hey, what you doing over there? But in Egypt, the Bible said... It was darkness so thick that the dogs wouldn't even bark and man just sat down because he couldn't see. That's, somebody say that's dark. That's the world we live in today. Notice with that much thickness of darkness, how much brighter your light will shine. See, we don't have uh, the flexibility because we're on the battleship and not the cruise ship. We don't have the flexibility of saying, oh, it's just so dark in here, God. Please move me somewhere else. These people are just so evil, God. Move me to another job. See, you're still on the cruise ship. God is saying, no, I put you there because you are the only light they get a chance to see. Now, what are you going to do with it? Amen. Amen, somebody. 
I know it's tight, but it's right. It ain't going to get no better, so y'all better brace yourself. Psalm 96 and 1 says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Somebody say a new song. No, no, no. Say it like you mean it, a new song. He says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all ye earth. The same word new in that passage is the same Hebrew word new in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. So why everybody want to go back to a new normal? There's not going to be a new normal. God already blew the normal up. That's the problem. We were normal. We're just cruising on the cruise ship. We just have a church. Oh, God, we know what to do. Holy Spirit, you don't have to come. We know how many songs to sing. We know what to play. And God, if the Holy Spirit don't show up, we got a smoke machine. We can put some smoke in the atmosphere. Oh, that's that smoke. Oh, that's the Holy Ghost. God said, I'm, I tore all of it down. He said, this is my doing. He said, you can't counterfeit my anoint. My God. He's not raising up a bunch of counterfeits. He said, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Somebody say, it's going to spring forth. It's springing forth right now. I hope you are in it right now. It's springing forth already. That's why I'm so fired up right now, because I don't live in the now. I live in the prophetic of what God is about to do. See, this is why I'm rejoicing now, because I see what God is about to do. Oh, come on and praise the Lord for what he's about to do. Come on, somebody. See, the devil will keep you looking at what's going on now, and you will, you will, you will forfeit your blessings because you're too busy worried about what's going on right now. And God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. I'm not taking you back. We're not going back for the leeks and onions and eat. Somebody said, no going back. There's no going back. Guess what? Let me tell you why you can't go back. I burned up the cruise boat. I burned it up. You can't even get back on it. It's gone. It is gone. It hit an iceberg. No, I'm just kidding. The word new in Hebrew means something that has not hitherto occurred. Y'all hear, hear that word, hitherto? I, sometimes I like the King James, hitherto. <laughs> hitherto. Something that has not hitherto occurred that's the new thing that means God is about to do something new something that you've never seen before felt before something that you've never touched before saints of God I'm not interested in old past moves of God I'm interested in what is God about to do because he said I will do a new thing it shall spring forth are you here with me saints of God I'm telling you man this is the time for us to walk high as Christians Man, you, you mean you came through all that you went through last year and you're still standing? You still love the Lord? You still forgiving people? Something? <laughs> Glad y'all listening to me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he's doing a new thing. And what I want you to see here, he's also, this is also a new day. Now, buckle up for a second. I want to show you something. God is not only doing a new thing in this new day, we learn from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Did you hear that? Jesus died over 2,000 years ago, or to God, that was two days ago. Jesus died over 2,000 years ago, or to God, it was two days ago, and we are living in God's third day season of power and resurrection. Are you seeing this with me, saints? 
Yeshua said the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man and be crucified, but on the third day rise again. We are in the third day resurrection of rising in the church of God. The ecclesia shall rise and shine. It is time for the remnant church to rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Are you seeing that today? But notice what happened. God said the people shall arise and shine before he talked about the darkness. See, he want us to get up first before he show you something. See, you, you can't shine until you decide to arise. See, see, some people are still waiting on God to do something, and God said, I did it two days ago. He said, I sent my son, my only begotten son that sits in the bosom of the Father. He said, I sent my son two days ago. What else are you waiting on? Not only that, he died and rose again, but I sent you something that's called the parakletos. I sent you the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of the Son. What are you waiting on? The same resurrection power that lifted Jesus up out of the grave three days ago is the same power that we have flowing in our bodies right now today. What are you waiting for? And you mean you fearful of what? When the same power that Jesus got up out of the grave, you mean I'm operating in that same power? Yes, you are. Before I move on, let me just tell you why that is important. Because Jesus wants you to lay hands on the sick and raise the dead. See, maybe, maybe we spent too much time running to conferences when God wanted to use you to be a conference. Maybe we spent too much time going to the man and the woman of God when God said, no, I wanted you to get delivered on your own. No, God said, I wanted you to lay hands on your own head. Hello, somebody. Oh, no, that's big, that's big boy talk right there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you need to get some oil and lay yourself out. While you're going around everybody, conferences, and you shared everything on Facebook, you're not going to find any solutions on Facebook. What do you, you mean posting something on Facebook like you're going to get some truth on Facebook? No, God says the truth is in my book, not in Facebook. And if you get your face in my book, I'll show you who you really are. I don't mean to scream, but uh, my God, I'm on fire right now can't keep playing that music, man. He's just making me go on up in there a little deeper. Uh, it was just a little at my ankles. Now it's at my knees. Praise the Lord. Are you, that brother playing that thing for a brother, man. I'm like, boy, boy, you better watch it. I'm going to take off in a second. <laughs> the Lord said to me, a change of atmosphere would change your attitude. See, sometimes you had to get in a different atmosphere to get a different perspective. Amen. Right now, let, let me just give you this caveat. Not everybody's going to be a part of the remnant church. Some people are going to continue to be lazy and fearful. They're not going to, uh, listen, not everybody that followed Jesus was at the, at the crucifixion. Hey, hello, somebody. You do realize that, right? See, sometimes when God challenges us, oh, wait a minute. Okay. I felt it. I felt that. I felt it. Go ahead and, oh, see, Marsha told me to dig deep, so, so I'm, I'm going to dig a little deeper. So, so, listen, you already know the Lord is going to discipline his sons. That, that means daughters, too, ladies, praise the Lord. There's no gender when it comes to his sons, right? And so God says, why do I bring that discipline? Is because I got to get you ready. 
there can't be a resurrection without a death. And the Holy Spirit don't raise anything that's not dead. Are you seeing this with me here? No, you keep praying for the Holy Ghost, but you keep living in the flesh. And, and the Holy Spirit, no, not until you die. You're going to have to die to your flesh, then I resurrect you. Amen, somebody. It, it was only when Jesus gave up the ghost, right? This is why we have to die to the flesh so that we can have resurrection power flowing deep down in us. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? But not only that, saints of God, he took it up a notch. The resurrection took it up a notch, and, and because we're not just conquerors now, Come on, come on, sister. Romans 8.37 says we are more than conquerors. Why? Because the resurrection took it up a notch. Somebody say take it up a notch. And see, this is what God wants to do the moment he blesses you with something and the moment you say, God, this was so good. But God says, don't relax right now. I'm going to take it up a notch because I want you to do greater, go further, higher, faster than you've ever gone before. And there is nothing about my arm that's limited. Don't limit the Holy One of Israel. God said I can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. All you have to do is come. Somebody say resurrection power. power. Write this down. You cannot be bold as a lion until you have mastered the crucifix of the lamb. You cannot be bold as a lion until you have mastered the crucifix of the lamb. I don't know about you, but I thank God that two days ago, and over 2,000 years ago for us, that the one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. This is a new day. This is a new season. Don't worry about what it looks like right now. Right? Don't worry about what, what things hasn't changed yet. Don't look at all of the stuff that's going on with these evil people. Don't focus on the evilness of people or, or focus on, you know, um, you know, all of the stuff that we see that's going on in the media. The cross has made all things new. And the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So as I was thinking about, he said, I make all things new, I wanted to step back a second and say, well, what does that look like today? How did he make all things new? Well, I want to give you three words, and then we'll go right into the crux of the message. Three words. He makes all things new through redemption. Come on, somebody. The moment you understand your redemption draweth nigh is when you understand he is coming back for you. See, he's given us that heavenly vision right here on the earth because we got to believe 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that says, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New. You hear that word new again? Notice how much the word new is popping up in this text and what we're talking about today. God is saying, listen, out with the old, in with the new. Stop asking me for old stuff. Old bread. Come on, there's nothing worse than old stale bread. Moldy. Come on, somebody. I see a couple of noses turned up out there. Praise the Lord. You, you're not going to make a good sandwich with old, crusty, hard, stale, moldy bread. How many of you know if you keep listening to old messages that was not really focused on the Word of God and getting you back to truth, that is nothing but old, crusty, moldy, stale bread. 
dry bread. And God is calling us to eat of the whole loaf because he's saying you are a new creature now, saints. See, when you are new, that means everything about you died. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Which means who you were born to be is not who you are current. Which means your culture no longer exists. Nor is it important. There is no culture in heaven. There's only one culture, saints. And God is saying, on earth, as it is in heaven, which means I see you as saints, not as culture. So that I don't see a black or white man, a black or white woman coming to church. I see you as saints. We don't have a black church. I don't know what that is. We have his church. And whatever the outside looks like, it don't matter because what we're willing to do is change you on the inside. My God. So when you die, which a lot of people don't understand, redemption, he said, I'm making that new. Redemption means you are dead to who you used to be, and God has made something new that has never been before. That's why he says, old things pass away. Behold, all things have become what? Not everybody wants this new day. Because the new day means you got to stop that victim mentality. You got to stop making excuses for your dysfunctional behavior. You got to stop blaming somebody else for the choices you've made. And you take responsibility for where you are. Own it! Own that thing and say, God, I screwed it up. I made a mistake, God, but I humble myself under your mighty hand so you can exalt me in due season. He also makes all things new in restoration. God said, I will restore you when others have cast you to the side. My God, I don't know about you, but I've been cast to the side before. Uh, I've been looked over for jobs that I knew I was qualified for. Uh, I've gotten letters from companies that I knew I can do the job effectively, but they said, I'm sorry, but we don't need you right now. I'm telling you, there's nothing worse than to feel that rejection. But God said, when they reject you, I'll restore you. He said, I'll bring you right back into my presence and say, but I love you still. And it doesn't matter what they say about you as long as you stay in me because you are wonderfully and fearfully made and the apple of my eye. And I love you. So don't take the words of man. Take my words inside of you. My God. Through redemption and resurrection, and restoration, and the last one is resurrection. He said, I make all things new through the resurrection. Satan's defeat was sealed by the resurrection. But we must believe it, receive it, and enforce it, and act on it. See, sometimes, just by the sheer words that I hear certain Christians say or pray, they pray like Satan hasn't been defeated. They pray like uh, there's no way out. They pray like he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, like there's nothing you can do about it. But you do know that he can't kill, steal, and destroy you until he finds you. Last Sunday, I taught you that as long as you stay hidden in him, how in the world can he find you? Because you are no longer being seen because all he sees is Christ. 
The Bible said, Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. Oh, man, I'm telling you, at my prayer this morning with the Lord, I said, God, let me walk so close to you that people don't see John Lawson any longer. What they see is your glory and your anointing and your power, that I can be so close to him that I completely disappear. The psalmist declared, this is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This truly is a great day, saints of God. This is the day. This is the day he wants to do exceedingly abundantly in your life. This is the day that he wants to pour out his blessings upon us. This is the day that God wants to remove the deceptive scales from our eyes so we can truly see what his heart is trying to reveal to the people. And lastly, God told me to tell you, this is the day that we should declare war on Ichabod. See, the word Ichabod means the glory has departed. It is time for us to declare war on Ichabod or the spirit of Ichabod that means that the glory has departed from your life. Sometimes you can feel like God has forgotten about you at times. You can feel like, well, God, I've been reading the word and I just don't seem like, it don't seem like things are coming together. I think every one of us have been there, even pastors are there. We don't always get words from the Lord. There are times when we get in a place with God where we wish he was speaking to us a lot more. But I'm telling you, saints, don't give up. See, sometimes what I have learned over the past is when I'm trying to get in there with God and things are just not working out like I want them to, God is trying to teach me to press in harder. He's trying to teach me, John, I want you to consecrate deeper. I want you to go harder after me because I made a mistake and prayed a prayer that, God, I want to be a man after your own heart. And God said, let me just check you out to see if you're really ready. Maybe you might want to check how you prayed lately. <laughs> it will determine how God has been responding. We must declare war on the spirit of Ichabod over this nation. That no matter what, God is going to get the glory. It don't matter how foul and disruptive everything becomes. God says, at some point, I'm going to step in. See, that's why I'm excited. Because when God steps in, can't no man stop it. Amen, somebody. He said, his judgment shall rain down like waters and righteousness like a mighty river. I believe his word. I believe when he says that no word from God is void of power, but it would accomplish exactly what I sent it to do. I truly believe that. I truly believe when the Bible says no weapon that is formed against us shall be able to prosper. I truly believe that. And I truly believe that every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned. I truly believe the word of the Lord. I believe when God says that I can go in and find green pastures that I truly can. I believe that he's enlarging my territory. I believe he's extending my reach right now. I believe it when God says that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, then you can do it. You are not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror you're not just more than a conqueror you are an overcomer where we go one we go all saints the whole is greater than the sum of its parts we all have a part to play I'm telling you we all have a part to play please please don't think that your part is small that's the enemy God says don't despise the days of small beginnings saints Start your business off small. Church starts off small. That's all right, because I'm going to tell you, a forest fire started with one little ember. I'm telling you, we're about to start a forest fire. 
And this fire, man, is going to go out through this whole region. And, man, I just I saw a vision that people were flying into this region. And they were saying, well, where, what church should I go to for the revival? And then people say, what are you talking about, church? Just go ahead and step over there to the mall. They're having a revival right there in the mall. You just go over there in the parking lot. They already laying, gone on over there. They laying hands right now. They're baptizing people in the parking lot. What do you mean, what church? They ain't in church. Churches are empty because we praising God outside of the church. Oh, God says, I want to do a new thing, a new thing. Are you ready for it? Let me transition a bit and get back to the, my text. Because y'all keep asking me those questions, and then I have to go out there and answer those questions. So now I'm trying to come back. So hold your questions while I preach the rest of this. Amen. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry about it. I got you covered. I tried to answer all your questions. I don't know if I got to them, but praise the Lord. Let's transition a bit. All right, you ready? All right, breathe, 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 breathe. Okay, you ready for this? This is good. I'm telling you, this is good. The church is on the threshold of a great harvest. You remember, let me take you back, that when the priests got ready to, to dip their feet in the water, it was harvest time. See, everything in God has a time and a season. Somebody say harvest time. See, I hear in my spirit that the harvest is about to break forth. It, 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 it's, it's coming. Somebody say it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And man can't stop it. Right? And so it's harvest time. And I, I can hear God has now delivered us out of Egypt. Y'all know Egypt is a type of the world. Listen to me closely. Because there are so many um, similarities, right, uh, that we see from the Old Testament to where we are today. So, so he's brought us out of Egypt and through the wilderness. And now he's brought us to the edges of the promised land. See, that's where we are right now. He, we went, we came out of Egypt, and you know how they came out. They came out by the blood uh, under the cloud of the anointing through the water of baptism, and they were full of the lamb. Come on, somebody. You know they had to eat the lamb before they can apply the blood. So they applied the blood, and the Bible said every house should have a lamb. Every house should have a lamb. Come on, somebody. There should not be a house without a lamb. Somebody in that house should have already eaten the lamb so that they can feed everybody else in the house some of the lamb. I'm glad somebody shared the lamb of God with me one day. He said, go in and eat the lamb. He said, put the blood on your house. And then he made this other statement. He said, stay in the house. <laughs> like your granddaddy would say, don't be peeping. What's going on out there? Boom. <laughs> He says, stay in the house because the death angel is coming. You don't have time to go peeping in what the death angel is doing because I'm giving you new life. He said, stay in the house. The next day they came out, man. They came through the water of baptism under the cloud of the anointing. Come on. By the blood and full of the lamb. And when you come out of the world, God says, I'm bringing you out by the blood through the water of baptism under the cloud of the anointing and full of the Lamb. This is where we are right now, and right now we're on the edge of the precipice of the promised land. But we can't go in like we came out. Let me say that one more time. You can't go into the promises of God like you came out of the world. That's why he took them through the wilderness. 
because he knew I can't bring you out of Egypt and bring you into the promise because I got to work some things out of you because you are stiff-necked people. You want to go back doing all the same old stuff. That's why it was easy for them to go back to calf worship because they wanted to go back to something that was familiar. And what we see in the world today is calf worship. We worship media, we worship Hollywood and superstars, and we worship those in the NBA and all over the place, and they are now the idols of today. They are calf worship. And he said, you want to go back to that kind of stuff, but I had to take you through the wilderness so that I could try you, my God, so I could try you and test you so that you can see what's in your own heart. God already knows what's in our hearts. A new day is dawning, saints. I mean, this, I, I can't tell you how important it is for you to catch this now. What I'm teaching now has to be caught. I can't really teach it for you just to get it. There's a great heaviness on the word of the Lord today. That I've gotten concerned for his house. I've gotten concerned that we... I'm more comfortable with being complacent and just going back to normal. When God wanted to do everything to bust us up out of the church. In the beginning of this message, I read, and it came to pass after three days. Somebody said three days. Notice how significant the third day is. All over the Bible, you can read in the third day, God did something that was miraculous. We are living in that day, saints. See, this, this is how I take this. I, I, I ask God, Lord, can you use me in this third day to do something miraculous? Can you use me, God, to show your glory to somebody? Not just what I do in the pulpit, because this is small compared to what God wants to do in somebody's life. But what do you do every day with your family, with your children, with your coworkers? Every day, everyday life. Amen, somebody. Because sometimes we think that God is, is want us to be on the big platform, and that's how we can prove God. And God is saying, no, you prove me every day by getting up and serving me. So make no mistakes about it. You are truly called. He said, and when um, the officers went through the host, let's go back, saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place. Go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubics. You guys remember I told you we was going to come back to that. Saints, we are walking towards the impossible right now. We are embarking on a day we have never seen before. We are facing giants that have come out of the shadows of secrecy and are bent on canceling everything that is good and pure and righteous. We are facing down the giants of radical feminism through the spirit of Jezebel flooding this nation with sexual seduction, deceptive delusions, self-hatred, idolatry, gender neutrality, transgenderism, witchcraft, and baby killing. Just because atheists push to remove our Christian values from everything does not remove the need for God. But don't fear, saints. Jesus is the ark that has conquered it all. Death, hell, and the grave. 
The Bible said Joshua and the priest moved boldly in obedience to God. And 2,000 cubics away, listen to this, 2,000 cubics behind the Ark of the Covenant was the called out nation. 2,000 years ago, Jesus conquered the floodwaters of sin, death, hell, and, and the grave, and he opened up an opportunity for the ecclesia to walk behind him. So that 2,000 cubics represents 2,000 years, and now he's calling us out to go in and take new ground. He's calling us out to go in and take new territory. This is why the songs are so amazing today, because the Lord bless you and keep you. Why? Because you're getting ready to walk into your promise. For you have not passed this way heretofore, and I came to tell somebody, you're about to take new ground. God is about to expand your territory. He's about to give you a greater vision for where you are. He's about to take your business to a whole new level. Come on, somebody. You've been praying for God to show you a strategy. God says, I'm getting ready to download something to you so that you can do my glory, my bidding, and my time, and my place in this season. This is a new day. This is the third day that we need to walk in. God said to tell you, arise and possess your land. Arise and possess your healing. Come on, somebody on live stream. Arise and possess your freedom and possess your prosperity and your calling today. The devil is trying to keep you down. But God wanted me to tell you it's not time for you to sit on your gifts. It's time for you to stir up your gifts. Let me say that one more time. Stop sitting on your gifts. It's time for you to stir up your gifts. Come on, somebody. This pandemic can't stop what God is doing. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on. You got, see, see, this is the time where you got to be like David. Sometimes you got you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you don't need to telephone the ring or, or a text message or somebody to, to message you on Facebook. Sometimes you have to push all of that stuff away and say, God, I need you right now. I want you to encourage me right now. I want you to anoint my head with oil right now. Can you give me an encouraging word, Father? That's the battleship. The word stir up means to rouse, to kindle. And I'm asking you today, arouse something new in you. Let the Holy Spirit arouse a new fire in you. My God, shed it up also. God wants to touch everything in us to ignite us with the flame of the Holy Ghost, somebody. See, I, I, can't, I, I can't live this thing for you. I, I can only operate it on my own, but I'm telling you, I'm on fire for the Lord right now. Why am I on fire? Because he spoke to my heart and told me that he had purpose in my life. He told me that I was worth something. He told me that he called me to do greater things in my life, that I'm greater than my job and greater than just being a husband or a father. I'm greater than just being a pastor. He said, I am a son. And when God says, <laughs> when God calls you a son, there's nothing greater. I'm not trying to be a better pastor, a better husband, a better father. I just want to be a better son. Ah, my God. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, 
please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.